Weakers, tweakers, throw freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anyone freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, throw freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Mossman Lofton, and with me to my left, as always, is Sandy the Sandman freaking Fargus. Then we have Doug the Slug freaking Jordan and freaking Tadia Risher the Snowman bringing up the rear. Weakers, tweakers, throw freaking seekers, and the freaking panels start your freaking engines this is our week in freaking review <gasps> weakers tweakers thrill freaking seekers it has been one week since we last spoke and geez louise down on my knees i am reeling Called upon an old friend, Weakers and Tweakers. Dialed him up. Started dialing numbers. Couldn't remember which one it was. Got through a lot of different combinations. Many, many combinations. Till I got the right one. When I heard the receiver click open. And breathing on the other end. I knew I had reached my desired contact. And though we were just speaking through the phone, I could smell the sulfur, the ash, a recently burned fire. I said, Arnold, Taylor Lofton, just Calling to check in on you. See how you're doing, seeing what you've been up to. Breathing intensifies. I say, might need you for a mission. As you know, I'm sure by now that the Great Radio War has begun again. Part three this time. And I said, this time, failure is not an option. Breathing still intensifies. And then a struggle I hear. And then some sort of expulsion. Some sort of secretion. Breathing slows again. And then the phone hung up. (laughs) For Uyghurs and Tweakers who do not know, or need to be reminded, Arnold is a giant mute freak firebug who I lived with at the insane asylum for some time. Was my bunkmate. Barely slept a wink. And he was my first mate. And only mate. I don't mean mate like we had sex, either. So. Thought I'd get that off my chest. Good news, Arnold is back. Sandy the same man, Fargus. Jeez Louise down on my knees. Thoughts now on Arnold's great return and how we can utilize him best to triangulate against Evan Dawson, WXXI Connections host. Uh. Well, that is uh, 
very freaking interesting freaking question. Uh, because as Uyghurs and Tweakers uh, may recall, at one point we utilized Arnold in a previous freaking radio war, yeah. uh, where we uh, please don't freaking interrupt me. Where we uh, sent him into the freaking belly of the freaking beast. Uh, hoping that he would set it ablaze from within, uh, making all of WXXI and Evan Dawson with it completely freaking crumble. Unfortunately, um, I guess he got out of it. Um, we put him in a freaking air run, and uh, he came out and then ended up setting some other things on fire that we didn't want freaking set on freaking fire. Um, it was a freaking disaster. So, in many ways, I don't know what freaking Arnold will be able to do for us. And... And I have said this before that lie, uh, Arnold is a little bit of a freaking liability. Yeah, yeah. Like the wind, he is. I said. And I disagreed when you said it then, and I freaking disagree with you when you say it freaking now. Well, it's Arnold like a is, fire wind or something. Yeah, I don't. I really don't see it. Um, the man is damn near freaking five hundred freaking pounds. Um, he he doesn't freaking move. Often, and when he does, it's very freaking slowly. Um, he's not freaking nimble or freaking agile. He's like a freaking boulder. Um, he's like a boulder rolling down a freaking gulch. Um, and I'm and I'm imagining the time when he freaking fell down the freaking gulch uh, the, in freaking Doug Jordan's freaking neighborhood. Um, and even then, it was the slowest I'd ever seen anybody roll down a freaking hill. I, I don't I don't understand. Um, even when freaking gravity is freaking pushing him, he moves freaking slow. Yeah, he does. But I imagine he will slowly make his way back into our lives at some point soon. I just have the feeling, the way that the conversation went one-sided, as it were, it left me wanting more, and I feel that wish will come true. It's interesting because the freaking conversation you described sounded kind of like he blew himself up. And then the phone got disconnected. I think he was blaming himself, is what my understanding of it might have been at the time. But one will never know until, of course, he learns to speak someday. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees, wanted to start things off as we have with a question. A question to Brother Sandy, Brother Doug. What have you given this week? Is that in order, or is it? You know, yeah, it's an order. For, okay, so Brother Sandy begins. Um, I have, uh, I have given, I have given, uh, this quite a bit of freaking thought, and I don't, I don't think that we need to freaking continue with this part of the freaking show anymore. Um, that's what I've freaking given, given this quite a bit of freaking thought. I don't know what the question is supposed to be asking, and I don't know why we started doing it. We had this it's about charitable donations. Cousin, yeah. We it's are... about being charitable. Please. Yeah. I don't know why every, both of you are freaking interrupting me. You asked me what I've freaking given this week, and then you immediately freaking interrupt me. And um, I know yeah, I got like, like, finish. Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, thank you for the freaking blessing. If I'm being honest with you. Um, thank you for the um, what the heck was I freaking saying? Uh, what have I freaking given this week? Um, freaking, I freaking played with myself quite a bit, so I gave him quite a bit of freaking seed. Um, I brought quite a bit of freaking seed into the world. Um, I guess that's, I guess that's, um, that was a freaking, freaking. If I had freaking brought it into a freaking sperm bank, they would say, "Wow, this is a freaking hefty donation." So um, I think that goes in line with the charitable stuff. Well, and it's good to make small movements toward our new give-centered focus. 
now that we have moved into a give-centered focused, a charitable charitable program that we are. Now, Doug Jordan, please, what have you given this week? Um, yeah, so this week, uh, there was, um, well, okay, behind the Ortego grill, there's a, a dumpsters behind all of the the restaurants that we share with, you know, Wang's Kitchen, uh, my restaurant, and uh, it seems like people have been dumpster diving back there. So this week, I just picked up the garbage and put it back in the dumpster. So cleaned it, cleaned up the, I cleaned up a little bit for the environment. So you gave garbage to a dumpster. Yeah, but I mean, I gave back to the earth because if I hadn't, then you know there'd be garbage all over it. Don't really see how it applies in this situation. I feel like people were trying to eat the garbage and then you removed took, it and took then it away from them. Gave it to an inanimate object that was probably full of plenty of garbage. Didn't need any more garbage to eat. Well, I mean, they probably picked out the garbage that they already ate, and now what was left over was the scraps of garbage that they weren't interested in. And so I just put those back in the garbage, and I mean, if they really wanted to go back for seconds, they could just go back into the garbage. So perhaps you need to think less about freaking Mother Gaia and uh, more about the freaking garbage, uh, the garbage figures. Yep. Pull the garbage out of the freaking dumpster, freaking slash it with a freaking knife, spill it out onto the freaking parking lot, and let the freaking the birds and the bums freaking feast. Maybe just not even use bags anymore. Maybe just go right goes right in the garbage. Then there's no mess. There's no plastic. We're both giving back to the earth and giving back to the community. Maybe pre-filling the dumpster with bums, and then showering them in the garbage that they can eat. Yeah, that's I could see that being another option. I mean, I I think about um, in the Regan, this movie that was um, is a freaking John Goodman film from the 1990s called uh, The Flintstone, where uh, underneath his freaking kitchen sink, there's a little freaking dinosaur monster that acts as the freaking garbage disposal. Um, And you pour the freaking all of the food and all the crap down the freaking sink, and there's a little freaking monster underneath that freaking gobbles it all up. Perhaps about it all the time too. Why are you yeah. freaking interrupting me? Sorry, I was just agreeing with you. I'd Perhaps you need to give a freaking homeless bum a freaking job as the freaking dumpsters personal freaking little freaking garbage monster who freaking eats up and garbles up all the freaking food and 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 discreetly eliminates his freaking waste. Yeah, but I feel like if I put somebody on the books as that's their job, I feel like I can get in a lot of trouble. I feel like you there's maybe some health coded violations. The of, for the love of God, you can't put this person on the Regan books. Yeah, they're bums. Right. You don't you, you can't put this under the You're not legally allowed to put a bomb on a on books. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Brother Sandy, Brother Doug, great strides you had made toward our model and and blessed are thee for the attempts you have made today. Now, Tadia Richard, Brother Tadia, how have you repented today? Oh, have I repented? Yeah. For what? In your absence, Sandy and I and Doug Jordan have discussed in great detail some of the 
situations that you have put yourself in and that you have put others in. Dangerous, oh. unsafe situations that probably don't need explaining on air now at this time, but sure. we both, we all felt that it was maybe necessary to repent for some of that sin that you have showered the earth in or yes well i mean it, it is no secret that i have i have showered the world in a lot of freaking sin uh did it right before the freaking show started if i'm being honest with you um but uh you know i i didn't realize that i had anything to repent for um i thought i was giving things away to to people i have been listening to the show um but I guess I repented by giving um, one of one of our our bomb army soldiers the frigging greatest gift that anyone can receive, and th- and that's the gift of experience through an unpaid internship as my personal assistant and um, also bodyguard because there's a frigging hitman out trying to kill me. So I, I hired one of the bums to just kind of follow me around. Um, but I don't have money to pay him, so he's an intern. Well, and yeah, that does lead us to the issue at hand. Tady Risher has been in seclusion, as Uyghurs and Tweakers know. An accident I made, a great mistake, and that I'm paying for dearly when I called out Marvel Givens to assassinate Doug Jordan, but in my confusion, I may have said Tady Risher instead of Doug Jordan. A mix-up it was. And now in my clear-headed state, I would have liked to have never called him out on anyone. But as yeah. it stands, the call was made. And Marvel Givens will not stop until blood is drawn. So, Yeah, I just don't know why you'd call a hitman on any of your friends. Well, we thought you had been a traitor, working with Dawson. Yeah, you know, it, um, you know, I forgive you as always. Thank you for the blessing. Um, I am a little frustrated that this is now the second time you've put a hitman out to kill me. Um, specifically, Marvel Givens too, who's not a friggin' um, yeah. You've been warned several times not to contact that man. So why you keep doing it? Um, is confusing to both me and I, I think Doug and, and Sandy as well. Um, but you know, that being said, I have been, um, you know, hiding out in a undisclosed location. Um, and, it, and I've been wearing my mask at all times, no matter where I am. And, uh, I've had Ziggy, um, I gave him a little switchblade that, uh, so he walks around. Ziggy is the name of the, the bum, by the way. Um, and, uh, he follows me around with this switchblade and um if anybody gets close he he pulls it out and 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 tells them to get away i didn't mean to i just wanted him to spook doug jordan but he doesn't understand those sort of things now i do want to make mention here i have given the gift of leadership while visiting the dog pound where we are training an army of homeless bums to fight in the Great Radio War and having a bit of a difficult time, sort of a power struggle with one of the leaders of the group prior to my 
Tutelids, uh, and that is Lof Cogren, who is... He's sort of a swindler. He's sort of a wheeler and dealer. He reminds me a lot of Fagin from Oliver Twist. He's kind of the leader of the bums. Very well-dressed for a bum. And... Very quick on his feet. And quick to criticize me. My leader said. And my experience in the tutelids that I am tutelling, he is critical of. And it makes it difficult to do my job. Yeah, he, he is awfully freaking quick on his seat and, and quite a bit like Garth Fagan in that way. Um, I, I agree with you. He's, yeah. a beautiful, he, he's a beautiful freaking dancer. He put on all the heat. I saw him do his little freaking tap routine, and I was, uh, for someone who's as freaking drunk as he is, uh, quite freaking impressive. He does a soft shoe, a very nice soft shoe, and it rouses, rouses the troops. Now, in an effort to get them back on my side and get the freaking army functioning in order, I called upon Sandy Farkas to address the group. And... I don't want to speak for Sandy, but Sandy can tell you a little bit about how that went and how it worked. Sandy, please. Uh, yeah. Um, Mike and Taylor, I'm freaking, um, first of all, I'm freaking, I'm freaking drunk. Um, all that. Um, thank you for the freaking blessing. God bless uh, thank you for the freaking blessing. Um, thank you for the freaking blessing. Um, what the heck was it? What the f- was I just talking about? What did you ask me? Uh, about addressing the boys at the dog pound. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I heard about this freaking Loft Cochran and I, and, and Taylor described him ad, ad nauseum, if I'm being freaking honest with you. And I, and, I, and, and it didn't take me very long at all before I realized, I said, oh my God, this guy reminds, this guy sounds just like my freaking father. And there's only one person that knows how to freaking handle my freaking father. And that's freaking me. And wouldn't you know it, uh, I learned a few freaking tricks of the trade. Uh, my father as well was a freaking con man. And I said, I said, this is now here. Now here's what you freaking do. This is this is what what needs to be done. Uh, if you have a freaking swindler in your midst, then you must freaking swindle the freaking swindler. And I said, don't worry, I'll freaking put freaking Loft Cochran in his freaking place. I approached the freaking crowd, the dog pound, and uh, I freaking I freaking hired them for a um, well for our first freaking uh, first freaking task force. Uh, and, and I'm very excited about it. I told them I, I gave them their freaking mission. I, I laid it out freaking beautifully. And Lof Cochran said he could be done. I, I tempted him with freaking money that I have no intention of freaking uh, giving them. And um, I'm, I'm very much freaking looking forward to it. Hey, and what was the mess then? Well, um, as, as Wiggers and Tweakers heard last week, uh, Doug Jordan has been packing his son freaking sack lunches all freaking summer long that I've been freaking eating and then freaking uh, making visa inside of and then setting them on fire and using them to pester freaking old man freaking boozman uh, in a in a attempt to uh, get on his freaking good side. And unfortunately, since he found out that I was doing that, he is, uh, well, let's just say the freaking sack lunches have stopped showing up. Uh, so, obviously, more freaking drastic freaking measures need to be taken. Uh, I hired a freaking group of bums known as the Dog Pound, led by freaking Lof Cochran, 
to freaking terrorize the old bastard. Um, go onto his freaking property and freaking um, spook him halfway to the freaking diggings and just absolutely freaking terrorize him. And a good idea it is, but I have worried that perhaps you're putting some of these soldiers of ours, these bombs in danger by doing this. And, you know, and, and that's obviously very freaking interesting and something that I've freaking thought about quite a freaking bit. And and we've been through this before. Through yeah. war. The freaking, the, 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 the freaking perils of war, the freaking casualties of war. If we're going to get this freaking thing done, you got to freaking, you got to freaking, you got to freaking crack some freaking eggs if you're going to freaking scramble a freaking strudel. And you can ask any freaking war sergeant, and they'll freaking tell you the same freaking thing. Yeah. 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 Now, Doug, they'll tell you you have to crack a few eggs to scramble the strudel. Yeah. If you yeah. ask any any war sergeant right now what you have any to do. Any single one. Freaking George, freaking Patton, uh, World War II, uh, freaking killed Hitler. You ask him, you say, what, what's the most important thing about freaking war? He say, you got to freaking crack a few eggs if you're going to scramble the freaking strudel. He's, then he'd say, who the hell are you? And he'd put a freaking gun to your head. Yeah. He didn't take lightly to that kind of jibber-jabber, Doug Jordan. Yeah. He'd blow you away. Well, <laughs> geez, Louise, down in my need, blessed are thee who gather here today. Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have one quick segment for you now. Our week's Guide to Ninjitsu. You're tired of running and hiding in fear from strong men with muscles, tattoos, and beards. Every time you see them, you curse under your breath, but the thought of confrontation scares you to death. You stay in the shadows and lurk out of sight. Sometimes you dive into dumpsters to escape the light, but as much as you cower and as long as you hide, you cannot escape the fear growing inside. You want to break out. You want to live. You believe that you have something special to give, so if you want to bite back at the dog that bit you, please consult our week's guide to ninjutsu. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This is going to be a little segment kind of broadening weakers and tweakers' understanding of ninjutsu, at least to my understanding as it is at this point, as we are draining a gaggle of bums at the moment to practice the art of invisibility and ninjas and to fight Ivan Dawson. What? What the hell did you just freaking say? What? I heard freaking ninjutsu. Um, I gotta be honest with you, I freaking didn't understand what you said after ninjutsu. Yeah. Uh, freaking ninjutsu. Uh, freaking ninjutsu. Um, Jesus, wait, now I'm having a freaking hard time saying anything. Freaking ninjutsu. It's hard ninjutsu. to say. Ninjutsu. The art of, the art of invisibility is freaking ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Doug Jordan, if you could click on the link to access the learning module so that you can read along, and we will get started. Okay. What is this freaking segment? It's the guide to ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. I know that that it's the freaking guide to freaking ninjutsu. I'm just, I guess what I'm freaking asking is, is this, is there a freaking point system? What, Doug, is it? We're, Doug is opening a, up a freaking nodule right now. What we a nodule that we don't freaking have access to? Well, I just wanted Doug to be able to help illuminate, kind of maybe 
Talk, yeah, there should be a point system. Yeah, and so is this a roundtable discussion? It's or a discussion. Yeah, it's a, round, a dreamscape. Do it's, I have to have prior knowledge of Ninditsu to to freaking do this learning module? Well, it would help. And is this brought to us by any? Are we partnering partnering with any? Not this time. We have no sponsors for this one. This one, I we did completely alone. Doug Jordan, start well, with part one of this. Well, disclose their names because it would, it would ruin their cover. Right, and it. Thank you. Number one, move along. I just you want me to just read it? What it says? Yeah. Okay. Understand the style. No, the first dressing the part. Oh, dressing the part. So first, you need to understand the style. The contemporary ninja varies from the classic perception portrayed by movies. The formal gown worn by the ninjas is a navy blue gown with a covered face. In action, a ninja acts more like a chameleon than a warrior. There are many articles that tell you ninja clothes. Uh, Shinobi Shinobi Shozoku uh, should be tight-fitting to avoid making noise. The clothes should instead fit your body in a loose, uh, loose style. Yeah. So you wear loose clothes instead of uh, tight ones. And is that for your freaking bulge or? Yeah, you, I, I think I would assume you want your bulge to not be constricted. Because if 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 this whole thing is about the art of invisibility, um, if if my freaking cover is blown, I at least want someone to freaking admire my freaking bulge. Well, and that's an excellent point. That is kind of why I had Doug Jordan on this nodule, because if you look down, there is an illustration of a man who has a tight belt wrapped around his waist and his baggy, saggy pants go upwards and I to conceal the bulge to pull it up toward the belly the belly of the bulge if you look at the image it kind of looks like the two pant legs or maybe you know it kind of looks like the pants are kind of like a ball sack if I'm being honest with you I guess at this yeah. point I should say that Tadia and Sandy are should feel free to click on the nozzle okay yeah it, what is this okay Oh, I, cl- I, cl- I clicked on the nodule already. Like obviously, before we started. obviously, I really clicked on the freaking nodule as well. Um, so this segment is just us describing what freaking ninjas look like. Well, no, I mean we're enlivening a discussion about what it takes to be ninjutsu. So number two, dress for stealth. You will need clothes that fit the environment around you. The idea to camouflage is to distort because you won't be seen easily. Matching the people around you has become important for the modern ninja. Sometimes this means studying the people around you and being able to easily adapt. So you can dress like normal people is what they're saying, right, Doug? Yeah, you're like a, it seems like you're like a spy. Like you're, you're going undercover. Probably to assassinate somebody, you know? Wait, so the whole, like, so to be a ninja, you just have to dress like you always dress? That was the whole point of the first no, section? No, dress like, no, because if you're a ninja, you dress like a ninja, and now you have to dress like the others around you. So mm-hmm. you dress, but you got to make sure your clothes is baggy. 
So you can only so you can only spy on other ninjas. So you're still dressed like a freaking ninja. You gotta go into freaking sneak into a freaking ninja territory, as dressed as the ninja that you are. But in that sense, they'd be like, oh well, we have nothing to worry about. This is just, just another freaking ninja. Just another freaking ninja. And then it's at that moment that you freaking strike and freaking assassinate the freaking ninja freaking leader, Master Freaking Tatsu. Let's move on from the clothing. Doug Jordan, go to part two of the learning module. Okay. Uh, uh, part two was understanding stealth techniques. So you need to pr- uh, practice Nuki Ashi. This is one of the Shinobi uh, techniques of Shinobi Aruki. It's very useful f- uh, for moving across creaky floorboards and the like. Start in a low crouching position with your arms extended for balance. Uh, put most of your weight on your front leg and then move the back leg from the rear and swing it close to your other leg so it barely touches at the ankles. Extend the moving leg forward and use it to feel for creaky floorboards. Then, starting from the outer edge of your foot, uh, erase, oh, sorry, ease your weight onto that leg. So this so this, por- this portion of the nodule is just saying, watch out for creaky floorboards. Try yeah, not to make a lot of noise. No, it's a special type of walk that they do. They sweep in the leg. Uh, well, that's I have seen. I have seen. Uh, there was a freaking ninja film called The Karate Kid where they do freaking where the bad freaking ninja freaking sweeps the freaking leg of uh, freaking Mr. Miyagi freaking kills the good freaking ninja. Mm-hmm. Doug Jordan, part two of the uh, stealth techniques. Okay, uh, use uh, Yoko Aruki or sidewalk. This is a walking technique used to travel along walls and through tight spaces. Yoko Oruki starts with one's back against the wall. Move the rear leg in the direction of travel. Bend the knees deeply when doing this. Once in this position, move the other leg sideways in front of the other leg and the, uh, in, in the direction of travel. The movement should be smooth. So you just... I guess you just put your back up against the wall and then you just kind of move towards where you're trying to go. Hmm. Now, what if the floorboards are creaky? Well, then you have to use the uh, Nuki Yashi. The first one we talked about. Can you talk about Tiger Feet, number three? Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just kind of reading these off this list. So you need to practice koashi or tiger feet, and this is a good technique for walking through high brush or water. First, lift your front leg straight out of the brush. Slide your foot over the spot in which you intend to step. Point your foot straight down and step into the brush. After the foot has reached the ground, return it to a normal position. Well, that just sounds like walking through grass. Yeah, that's walking in grass. So far, Ninditsu is not as exciting as I thought it would be. I, they have not told you how to karate chop a friggin' brick or uh, rip a phone book in half or friggin' touch someone's pressure points and make them friggin' themselves. Um, and so, yeah, uh, when are we getting to that part? Can we skip to that part? Well, yeah, we'll go through the other stealth tips real quick. You can try crouching, uh, number four. You can practice crawling. Um, other stealth tips, the lower you are, the less chance they'll see you. So crouching again, sounds like when you're ascending stairs, if they're creaky, walk on the sides of them, close to the walls, kind of 
Sort of the other things that we those read. Are the, yeah, the yeah. first thing we talked about. Sounds like a ninja's greatest enemy is a greedy lord. Uh, walk through grass and upstairs. Yeah. Number three, Doug Jordan, yeah. learning how to fight. Okay, it says learn jujitsu. Oh jiu-jitsu is a great foundation to martial arts practice because the fighting right, style right, relies right, on balance. Number two. Wait a minute. Why, why did we freaking? Why the heck did we freaking skip the freaking jujitsu? The part where the freaking ninjutsu learns freaking jujitsu. Well, it didn't sound like it was getting anywhere. All right, Doug, re- retreat. Go back. Well, it was talking about what jujitsu. It was. So what, what is, it is it? Tell me what it Mu- is. Okay, much of the jujitsu takes your opponent's strength and uses it against them. Okay. So if you belong to a jujitsu school, you'll begin with the elementary throws and grapples. All right. One of the you're, no, you were right. This where and when? Yeah. When this is not freaking. This is freaking. It boring. doesn't even tell you how to fight. It just tells you to go learn how to fight. But that's why I'm here. And it's also bad advice. Make sure that make sure that your opponent is really freaking strong, so you can use it against him. Um, sounds like freaking very bad freaking fighting advice. Yeah, well, it's tricking them. Like it's a trick. It's they're gonna throw all their weight into a fight. And you as a ninja who practices jujitsu can just quickly freaking sweep the leg and take him out. You're just a freaking master of freaking jujitsu. Freaking jujitsu now. No, I'm just you know I think it's interesting. Well, listen to this one. Part four of the nodule: use throwing spears. Now we're getting somewhere. There we go. Are you even talking about discover ninjutsu organizations? I don't want to. It's not good radio. That's the boring stuff that we're. Yeah, this is bad radio. So. Number one is use throwing spears. Hold the bow shuriken in your hand and point the face point and the point facing the same direction as your fingers. Hold it in place and tuck your thumb and then yada yada yada. So eventually you throw it. So there's throwing spears. Here we go. Ninja stars. Yeah. See now we're getting somewhere. Wield a sword. There we go. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Jordan no Jodan no Kami. What? Mm-hmm. What? What about him? I don't know. It, the, this entails holding the sword overhead at a forty-five degree angle, and then there's Seigan no Kami. Plays the sword handle at hip level with the tip aiming at your adversary's eyes. And Jodan no Kami. For this, the sword is held in your center above the waist with the point at the air adversary's stomach. It's a bunch of just different places to point the sword, apparently. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of freaking suggestions of where to freaking aim your freaking tip. Well, geez, yeah. Louise, at number four, use smoke bombs. Smoke bombs are a classic getaway technique. You can either make your own smoke bombs or buy them at the store. Ask a local martial artist if they could help you find this type of smoke bomb. But smoke bombs don't really do anything. You gotta you gotta put some gunpowder or something and a couple of nails that'll then you'll actually hurt someone. See, the smoke bomb is the only part. I mean, that, this is when I think of a freaking ninja, I think about freaking smoke bomb. I think about freaking um, freaking ninja yells, freaking ninja vanish, freaking throws a freaking smoke bomb at the ground, big pop of freaking smoke, smoke saddles. Guess what? No more freaking ninja. They're gone. They're gone, and and, and they've killed your whole freaking family. No. Yeah, yeah, but you got to know all this other stuff because what if you know you do that and then all of a sudden creaky there's a bunch board. of creaky, creaky floorboard. floorboard. Yeah, ex- exactly. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, geez, Louise, I always think about size and nunchucks and and staffs and staff. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing I think of when I think of ninjas. Three point staff is the staff that there's three of them. What do you mean? Chain between each of them. It's like nunchucks, but there's a, a a a third a third friggin' stick in the middle of it. So wouldn't that have six points? No, because it's only it, well, there's only still two points at the end. There's just a chain in the middle of it. Are you guys still looking at the nodule? Because I can't freaking find this anywhere. No, just this is a part of the dreamscape part. Well. I'm going to go ahead and score it. Doug Jordan, you get five points. Sandy Farkas gets six. Tadia Richards, you get six as well. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show full of our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, a rescued walrus calf was placed under 24 seven quote cuddle care after being found wandering alone in northern Alaska according to CNN the Pacific walrus cast was discovered wandering four miles inland on Alaska's northern slope which shares a coastline with the Beaufort Sea according to officials the Alaska Sea Life Center the location of the 140 pound walrus was unusual as walruses are usually found in the ocean or along the western coastline veterinarians suspect the animal was dehydrated and malnourished and ordered the calf's transportation to Alaska Sea Life Center facility for 24-hour supervision. Quote, It was apparent that the wayward calf would not survive long without intervention, the center said. Veterinarians ordered 24-hour care, which includes constant cuddling to help to keep the calf con and in hopes he develops healthily, the center said. The around-the-clock cuddling is meant to emulate the maternal and closeness calves are accustomed to. The center said the walrus remains under constant care while he continues to eat well and remains alert. The center said in an updated post to its Facebook page on Saturday. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees, Teddy Rizzer, please. Well, when I when I first started reading this story i saw walrus calf and immediately assumed it was about jonah hill um however upon further inspection it is it is not um about jonah hill and um i don't think i really care anymore i just thought it was kind of a nice cute story we never really have cute animal stories it's always an animal doug jordan wants to have sex with it Mm. It goes down that kind of trail and everybody's upset a manatee has freaking in, in, intense enough freaking sex with its own brother until it absolutely freaking pulverizes it. Mm-hmm. Turns into and tuna fish salad. And then the other manatee freaking jumps out of its freaking tank and freaking kills itself. It can't freaking live with what it did to its own freaking brother. Doug's over there freaking drooling, sweating, freaking getting hot and freaking bothered. No. Playing, fiddling no. with himself underneath the, where the freaking camera can't freaking see. Mm. No, I've never said that I wanted to have sex with animals. I've never said that I have had sex with animals. That's something that you guys have just freaking made up and pawed on me. You just and said I've had sex with animals. No, I said never. I you're now you're just twisting my words. Well, all right, let's move on. How, how does this story make you feel, Doug Jordan? Well, I hope I'm glad that the calf 
the walrus calf is doing well and he's eating well and remains alert because it seemed like, you know, it was pretty touch and go there for a minute. Would you care to cuddle the calf? I don't know. What 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 does a walrus calf even look like? Baby walrus walrus without giant tusks. Is it cute? Wait a minute. What the hell does it need to be freaking cute for you? Because you got you're like, well, I maybe if I'm freaking fine, it's actually attractive. I've got, I mean, I've got to, I should see a freaking picture of the freaking calf before I decide whether or not I'll spoon it. No, I don't want to spoon it, and I don't want to have sex with the walrus calf. This is why I was trying to, you know, get get away from you guys being like, oh, would you cuddle the walrus dog? Wow. And then I would say, yeah, sure, it's, but I'm sure, I bet it's freaking cute. And they'd be like, yeah, then you would stick your little old. D- inside of it. First of all, we'd never freaking say that. That's freaking disgusting. Second of all, family show. It's a weird way to approach it by going, you probably should have said, yeah, I'd, I'd cuddle the freaking calf. I mean, if I if I was working at this freaking place, I would say, yeah, I'll freaking cuddle the freaking calf. I wouldn't say, well, I don't know. I'd like to see a freaking picture of it first and see uh, how much I freaking like it, if you know what I mean. Right. So, because you want to cuddle it, that means that you want to have sex with it, then. No, that's disgusting. This is the logic that you guys usually use on me. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, let's move along. Last week, Megan Rapino was slammed by U.S. fans after laughing off a failed penalty kick, according to the Daily Mail. The failed shootout led Sweden to victory against the U.S., dashing the team's hope for a third straight World Cup Finals appearance and marking Rapino's final World Cup game. The 38-year-old forward was seen crying on the field immediately after defeat, but it was her reaction after sailing the USA's fourth penalty shot high over the goal's crossbar that sent fans steaming. As Rapino jogged back to the halfway line, she was, much to the confusion of fans watching back home, smirking and laughing to herself. Quote, This is a dark comedy. I missed a penalty. This is the balance to the beautiful side of the game, she told reporters before adding, quote, It is tough. It sucks. There was so much more in it for us. When asked about laughing after missing her penalty shot, Rubino said, It's a sick, sick joke. I never hit it over. When I miss, they are saved. So... I don't understand what's funny about this situation. This is obviously a sick woman. A woman that needs a lot of help. And professional help, Doug Jordan. Now, this situation is about the United States nation. A game, but more than a game. She flubbed it. Laughs all the way to the bank. Guess what? They lose. You understand what I'm saying, Doug? I can't tell if you understand. I mean, sometimes you, you know, you ever just have a bad day? And, you know, you, you're you having a really bad day and you go, you know, I'm going to get a, an ice cream cone to cheer me up. And, you know, maybe, you know, make it, make it a three scoop ice cream cone. And you go and you get, and you get the freaking ice cream and they hand it to you. And then you go and take your first lick. And then all of a sudden, all the freaking ice cream just falls right off. And, you're, and now your bad day has gone from freaking bad to freaking the worst day you've ever had. But, you know, you can't just help but laugh because, of course, that would freaking happen to you. You're, you're an idiot and you're having a terrible freaking day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What kind of ice cream was it? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, whatever ice cream you wanted it to be. Well, you mentioned three scoops. I mean, are these three different freaking scoops or is it three scoops of the same freaking flavor? 
Well, it depends on the mood that you're in. I mean, well, what could, well, you're having a bad day. So, yeah. what would you? I mean, is it Neapolitan? Is it like a cookie dough? Rum raisin? Well, Neapolitan would be perfect, Pistachio. right? Because then you get a chocolate scoop, a vanilla scoop, and then you get a strawberry scoop. Yeah, but I don't like the strawberry too much, so I don't know if I would necessarily go for that. Then you can order whatever you want because this is your freaking dreamscape panel discussion. But what? So I suppose you could get one scoop of pistachio, one scoop of freaking chocolate, and one scoop of freaking strawberry. Make it, make it a, a Neapolitan of your own. No, but I specifically don't want the strawberry. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. He said he didn't like the strawberry. I think what so then, Sandy said is spumoni. Pistachio oh, is spumoni. Pistachio is freaking... What is, what is freaking Neapolitan? Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking more of freaking spumoni. Well, would you now? Do you think that you'd get freaking spumoni at this freaking uh, ice cream parlor? I mean, I'd consider I'd consider spumoni, but um, th- does it have strawberry ice cream in it? Oh, I wasn't freaking asking you, and yes, it does freaking have strawberry. I think it might be cherry. I think spumoni is. I think it's cherry. It's a. It is freaking cherry. Yeah, it's just it's, cherry? No, it's no. cherry, pistachio, and vanilla, I believe. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. I'd oh, chocolate. Spumoni. Yeah, I'm not that. supposed to be doing the fact-checking. So how many check. different kinds of ice cream are there where there's three ice creams combined? It's gelato. What the, freaking, what the hell does that mean? What the hell are you freaking talking about, Doug? Well, there's Neapolitan, and then there's Spumoni, but is there any other ones that are freaking three ice creams combined into one? I think Neapolitan is just kind of copying. It's kind of like the non-Italian version of it. Yeah, uh, Spumoni is the one that freaking started it all, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Yeah. What about Rainbow Sherbert? Let's, come on. Not getting three scoops of Rainbow Sherbert. Well, no, I'm just saying that's three flavors. That's freaking orange. No, it's all one lime. flavor. It's rainbow flavored. No, yeah, it's not it's rainbow, rainbow sherbet flavored. It's three. It's cherry and orange and freaking lime. I don't think so. Nevertheless, if you were having a bad day, wouldn't you get cookie dough? Of course you'd get cookie dough. Yeah, but three scoops of cookie dough? Yeah, of course, Doug. It's like right, having so three cookies. Let's say it's one freaking scoop of freaking cookie dough, and then one freaking a scoop of what else? Spumoni. No, that's so you, no, you, Doug, just, you, you just freaking found out about freaking spumoni. Then you already want to get it for your bad day cone. Now, yeah, I because I want to try it. No, I think it's got to be like peanut butter cup. Chocolate peanut butter cup has got to be the other one. Yeah, I was going for. I was definitely thinking chocolate peanut butter cup. Yeah. So cookie dough, chocolate peanut butter cup, and then what about just classic, classic just cookie? Classic I thought you didn't want strawberry. Well, I mean, it sounds good with the peanut butter and the. Like, it almost sounds like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Yeah. And then I usually take mine with a freaking green drizzle on top. I like it. Sprinkles. Rainbow sprinkles. Whipped cream. What is the difference between whipped cream and a cream drizzle? Well, freaking creamy drizzle was something that they used to do in my freaking local freaking ice cream parlor. I know. They didn't have freaking, they didn't have freaking whipped cream, but they got, I, so I would say, because okay, I used to get, if I'm being honest with you, I used to get freaking, can I, can I get freaking two scoops um, of freaking, of, of freaking spumoni, and I'll take the freaking creamy drizzle. Well, mm-hmm. what is the creamy drizzle? Well, he would pick up a little, there was a little freaking, he had a little, he had a little uh, table set up, he had a little freaking plastic cover over a little, uh, of a little compartment, he would lift it up, he'd put a little plastic spoon in there, I would come the freaking cream, and he would sort of drizzle the freaking cream using the freaking spoon over the freaking cone. So it was like a like a white viscous. Yeah, it was like a white viscous, creamy, freaking slow drizzle. It was like a slow drizzle off the freaking spoon, 
and sometimes he used to flick the spoon at it to get the last little bits of the freaking drizzle off of it. It was it would get on the freaking cone. It would make a freaking sicky mess. Can you describe the taste? It was disgusting. I don't I know why you had to describe that. the container too. What what does the container have to do with it? I was just I'm just freaking having fun, freaking reminiscing about my freaking fun time in my freaking childhood. What was the store owner's name? Bert. Bert. Bart. Bart. The ice cream, the ice cream place was called Regan Grandpa's, and he was run by a man named Regan Bart. Was it like a marshmallow type of thing? It was a freaking, I don't know, it was a freaking creamy drizzle. It said that on the menu, it said creamy freaking drizzle. And he said, the first time I ever said it, I said, uh, well, I can take some freaking chocolate goddamn sprinkles on top. And he said, I really recommend the freaking creamy drizzle. He said, we're the only freaking place in town with a freaking creamy drizzle sauce. I, that sounds lovely. I would love to go to visit Bart's and yeah, Grandpa. Well, don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, freaking Bart freaking killed himself 30 years ago. It was all over the freaking paper. I, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he succumbed to the freaking great darkness. Um, that freaking was festering inside his freaking soul. And I guess after he died, too, his freaking kids ransacked his house and found out he was a freaking perv. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we know what was in that creamy drizzle after all. I guess I guess it probably was freaking marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, a Michigan dog on a golf cart ran over a four-year-old girl, according to CNN. As per reports, the accident occurred during Westland Fire Department's Blues, Brews, and Barbecue event on Saturday, August 5th. Officials said a Westland firefighter was seated in the passenger seat of a golf cart while a dog was seated in the driver's seat. Quote, there was a minor event last night at Blues, Blues, Brews, and Barbecue in the which the fire department's arson dog, Bella, was seated on the golf cart and the department was using for the event. Wesleyan Fire Department said in the post Sunday. The dog, the officials confirmed, jumped down and hit the accelerator pedal, which lunged the cart forward. The firefighter seated in the passenger seat was able to grab the steering wheel and bear it away from the crowd, but it rolled over a four-year-old girl. Quote, fire department and paramedics immediately assessed the child for injuries. While visibly shaken, she had no obvious injuries, the department said. More than 6,500 children across the country are injured by golf carts each year, according to a study conducted by the American Academy of Pediatrics. So... Now that we know that the injuries that we had were invisible, what do we think the extent of the injuries were, Sandy Farkas? Now, please. Um, you just said now that we know that our injuries are invisible. No, the girl, the four-year-old. Yeah, I said she, so she was. She had no visible freaking. She had no freaking obvious freaking injuries. So now that we know that there were no freaking obvious freaking injuries, what do I think the freaking injury, injuries and freaking were? Speaking from experience, brain damage. I was going to say freaking brain damage. Freaking maybe maybe who's who's to know? Maybe they maybe getting your freaking head got under those freaking wheels. Freaking scrambled it. Freaking scrambled head on her freaking shoulders. She doesn't have brain damage. I mean, she's definitely going to be afraid of both dogs and golf carts for the rest of her freaking life. We've got to crack a few eggs to scramble the strudel. 
Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Also, she could be internally bleeding. She could have multiple bone fractures. She could have a dislocate. We heard about that guy, kid who dislocated his head. He had an internal... Where his head got cut off. What do you mm-hmm. call that? Internal decapitation. Yeah. Of the vertebrae. a story about a kid that got an uh, internal decapitation? Or what is freaking wrong with you, Doug? Yes, we freaking heard right a freaking story where the boy. Maybe had I wasn't here to, that freaking. No, you freaking were there because we, you were the one who specifically said, "What if they put his head on freaking backwards?" And then we started talking about he would be able to freaking poop into his freaking hands and freaking throw, toss it in the freaking wastebasket. Yeah, I didn't think that was an internal decapitation. I thought well, he actually got freaking decapitated. No, Doug, he it was an internal decapitation, and they were able to freaking turn it. They were able to put his freaking head back on. You can't cut your whole head off and expect to survive, Doug Jordan. Yeah. Absolutely impossible. Yeah, that's why this girl's dead. Well, yeah. it says she's fine. No, no, I'm pretty sure it says she got her. It says, I'm pretty, I thought you said that freaking golf cart ran over her body, freaking head She's alive, off. but she's Dog injured. started playing with it. She doesn't have obvious yeah. injuries. She has unobvious injuries. Oh, so she's... Brain bleed, stroke, brain, brain dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all just speculation. Yeah, it is speculation, Doug Jordan, and I speculate that they will be doing another one of these blues, brews, and barbecue events very soon to raise awareness for this terrible tragedy. Sixty-five thousand children a year are crushed by freaking golf carts driven by dogs, and nobody's doing anything about it. This sounds like the perfect opportunity for Dog Nation to step in and friggin' help help out these friggin' dogs and, and the Westland Fire Department, Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. Well, I'm actually kind of hoping Dog Nation will step in and raise some funds for our friggin' dog pound so that we can get out from underneath that bridge. I think our problem in the past with the Great Radio War was our significant lack of funding. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that the Regan Dog Pound was going to help us Regan raise money for Regan giving to Regan Morgan as well as other Regan issues. Yeah. So it looks like we're all kind of um, spread a little Regan thin right now. Yeah, we are not give centered. We are all out. We are giving in all directions. Mm. Tadia with his seed, Doug Jordan with his trash and sandwiches. Sandy Farkas with many things and myself with my leadership and my leadership abilities. We need to focus this giving so that we can give forgiveness and we can win this great radio war. I just worry that Somehow, Givney Morgan's memory will fall in the hands of someone like Evan Dawson. And then where would that leave us, Doug Jordan? I don't really know. I guess I'm not really following. Why would Givney Morgan be with Evan Dawson? He's brainwashing him, Doug. Scrambling oh, okay. his brain, using using their Regan skills to to infiltrate Regan Wayo and Jesus Louise, destroy us from the inside. 
Just as we had done to him all those years. Please don't f***ing interrupt me. I'm in the middle of the zone. I'm sorry. I had a question. I said... It will... He got... Oh, my gosh. I had a freaking momentum going, and I was... Really sort of felt like I was... Hey, you were telling us how your week was. Um, no, I was not telling you how my freaking week was. I was saying... Did, is that seriously what you thought I was freaking doing? I'm not really paying attention. Is that... What happened? What... Everybody freaking checked out by the end of the freaking show. I was... Here I was. I was in the middle of freaking rousing... Rousing freaking speeds. Um, Thank you for the blessing. I was like, it doesn't freaking matter. Um... Didn't bring a matter. Uh, I was just saying that I think it always, uh, it didn't. I yeah. just thought I was, yeah. I thought maybe, um, Evan Dawson was even bringing Gibney Morgan to, um, infiltrate, bringing whale and friend destroy us from in the belly of the beast, which is what we did with bringing Arnold, which is what, um, we freaking talked about at the freaking beginning. And I'm sort of playing into it like it was a, uh, kind of an important freaking twist in the development of all this. and but nobody turns out nobody's ringing listening. Uh-huh. Taylor, were you ringing listening? Yeah. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise. I thought that went quite well. I disagree. I thought, um, that it sort of really petered off there towards the end. Yeah. Well, Doug Jordan kind of stunk it up with the segment about the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Our resident yeah, food seemed, critic. Everybody was engaged about the ice cream. I don't know what you're talking about. I stunk yeah, it up. It's been dragged on for quite some time, Doug, and I think that was your doing. I'm being freaking out of Well, when, when Weakers and Tweakers and probably not mayo tards, but when Weakers and Tweakers found out that our food expert didn't know what Spumoni was, they, that's they, huge. they, that's, they that's clocked huge. out, yeah. Well, and here's the point, Doug, is that everybody knows what ice cream is. We don't need to explain it. Everybody's had it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows three scoops of ice cream is better than two. It doesn't need an explanation. You know, I just looked up a picture and I have had Spumoni before. Blessed are thee. That freaking segment was supposed to be about freaking soccer. Yeah. Shame on Megan Rapino. Yeah. I was using an, an analogy. Yeah. To explain when soccer? you have a bad day. Yeah, and a little bit of soccer. This has been a production of Our Week Studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester.